Hey there, hot pants. Oh, hello. I actually am wearing my hot pants. What are your hot pants? My hot pants are a pair of khaki shorts that Aaron was involved in the purchase of at Target. <laughs> okay. Because she was unhappy with the number of cargo shorts specifically that I own and exclusively mm-hmm. wear around the city. So mm-hmm. these khaki shorts are very much not cargo shorts, both due to the lack of pockets and due to the lack of length. They are uncomfortably short for me. Uh, they are just slightly too short so that my wonderful thigh tan is pretty much always visible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they just, they're just a little too short. And Aaron doesn't think so. And all, all of our friends who visited corroborated with me that, yes, they are a little too short. So if if I do own a pair of hot pants, it's definitely these. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we were actually leaving somewhere earlier today, and Aaron had a whole bunch of random electronic cables and chargers and whatever else, right? And, and she had already kind of mishandled the planning of her backpack packing, and so uh, there was no space for them in the backpack at all. And we already had some things in our arms. And she caught herself saying, oh, yeah, can you just put those in your pocket? Uh, no, you're not wearing cargo shorts, are you? I'm like, that's right. I'm not because of you. <laughs> Otherwise, this wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know, Mark. So, so I, I try I, to be a supportive friend, but I got Aaron's back on this one. Well, I don't. My cargo shorts are not. I, I have a mix. I have a mix of very cargo-y cargo shorts, right? Like... When you think of cargo shorts, you think, right, there's two front pockets, two back pockets, and two side pockets with a, f- with a heavy flap, right? Yeah, I'm trying to... They're very cargo-y. Okay. I have another pair of shorts that are less like that. The only side pocket is on the right side, and it's not like a big bulky pocket sewn like on top of the shorts. It's almost like sewn it's hard to describe but there's not there's not like a cover to it yeah it's kind of sewn into in a sense like but there's no cover right so there's there's a main pocket on the side that is actually at a 45 degree angle is the entrance to it Mm -hmm. and then there's a on top of that at the bottom is a smaller additional pocket that is bigger than like much bigger than the coin pocket in jeans it's just big enough to fit like like it's the perfect size for a credit card Mm-hmm. It's deeper than that. You could fit several credit cards, but that's like the width and depth of it is about the size mm-hmm. of a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, those are actually my preferred shorts because they give me just enough flexibility of, oh, I'm going to a baseball game. I don't want to sit on my wallet forever. So I'm going to throw my wallet, you know, which I, I now have a like one of those essentially like a Ridge wallet, but not actually a Ridge wallet because I'm not going to pay $85 for one of those things. I got like a $20 version of it on, on is Amazon. Is that how expensive they are? Something like that. It's insane. Yeah. I'm sure if you use, you know, offer, offer code LTT or whatever, you can get 20% off, but uh, <laughs> even that doesn't quite mm-hmm. justify it for me. Um, so, yeah, so I like wearing those ones to baseball games because then I have a nice spot to throw in a wallet or if I walk to the game alone, if Aaron's not coming with me, oftentimes I will, you know, listen to a podcast on my walk and then I want to put my headphones mm-hmm. away. And so I need my little headphone carrier thing, and that fits in the smaller pocket pretty well, too. And the issue with these, like, I, I don't have an issue okay. inherently 
with having a couple of pairs of shorts that are not cargo shorts. That's fine, right? I understand the style of it. The issue is that currently I only have one pair of them, and they're too short. And the fact that they're too short also means that the pockets are too small. If I go to a baseball game and I put my keys and my wallet in my front pocket, then one of one of them will fall out inevitably during the game just because I'm sitting there. Okay. Was I cutting in and out? Yeah, you were. Cool. I definitely said okay at one spot, and then you cut back in like in the middle of a sentence. Skype. <laughs> Skype said cutting in and out, and then said good now. <laughs> On my Skype side, didn't say that. Skype. I said that. Skype. Oh. Oh, okay. It showed up and like it sound. It looked like it was a message from Skype. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like don't give don't give Skype credit for me. I was Come about on. to be super impressed by a new capability that Skype had. <laughs> oh, I should have played it dumb. I should have been like, oh, really? It said that. Well, your ego's too big. You couldn't. You couldn't let the technology take credit. What do you mean my ego's too big? You immediately were like, don't give Skype credit for something that I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's not ego that's just like <laughs> knowing my own self-worth okay i'm not gonna give away credit where credit is due isn't due maybe sure <laughs> well give it away where it's due to me oh okay that's not really how that phrase typically works but okay <laughs> it doesn't matter because i'm important enough it's whatever i want it to be but yeah i don't have that big of an ego Okay, well, and I don't have those big of pockets in these shorts, and that's the biggest issue with them. It's not even the slight discomfort that it always feels like I'm showing too much thigh than I should be. Uh, that's certainly part of it, but I've gotten more used to that. It's very much the it like the pockets are not big enough to have two distinct objects in them, mm-hmm. and that's problematic for me. Yeah. So takes me back to my ever growing, ever growing gripe: pockets suck. Period. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I mean, I assume if you're, you specifically mean pockets on pants, and I'll include shirts and things like that, but pockets on apparel, okay. is that your issue? I guess, no, when you pointed out pockets on pants, and I was like, okay, pockets can work on jackets. hmm But, yeah, in general, pockets on pants. Okay. Well. They just, like, never, you always want them to be bigger. That's not true. I've had have pockets more. that are too big. Oh, really? I've never been there. I had... This is actually another one of my pairs of cargo shorts. <laughs> Aaron, burn them! <laughs> one of the front pockets uh, is too big, and I know that because my phone will manage to turn sideways while I'm walking around. Oh. You know so, what? So, like, it's too wide, which is a weird phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I have had a pair of pants where the pockets are too big. Because, like, if I would have something heavy in it, like a phone, and I would sit down, like, there's a chance the phone could, like, peek out the bottom of the pants. Mm, Okay, yeah. It was, like, way too long. (laughs) It's like they were expecting someone to put, like, a freaking umbrella in their shorts. (laughs) I mean, I always find it a personal point of gratification if I can fit my Kindle in my pocket. I want to try that right now. I have my Kindle right here. Does my Kindle fit in these pockets? What? I kind of doubt it. Maybe I'll rip them. But. How big is a Kindle these days? <laughs> Don't rip your pants on the show. Come on. That's doing too okay. much. No, it fits. Okay. Not comfortably, but it fits. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode, I can tell. <laughs> not, with that, not with that spirit. I said it's going to be uh, fun. I don't know what you're talking about. 
I did, uh, I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about food, so I think, uh, I'm, I'm liable for a quick little tangent here. I'm just gonna preface this with, I haven't eaten dinner yet. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. At some point you have to. It's not, well, it's better that you haven't. I'm gonna eat like a savage when we're done here. Well, Because I don't have good food in the house. I made, uh... I'm just gonna, like, (laughs) I'm just gonna, like, throw some eggs in the, in a pan, like, not even taking the shells off. (laughs) Like, pour some cheese on it. Uh huh. I don't know. What am I? What else am I going to put in this pan with eggs and shells and cheese? Uh, some like <laughs> cayenne pepper. Um, some sriracha. Mm hmm. Some uh, peanut butter. Yeah, I got peanut butter. Yep. Oh, I can put some oats in there. Some oats. Mm. Um. Oh, cheese seeds to be healthy. You know. Yeah. Um. Egg and shell oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can leave the leftovers for tomorrow morning and they can be overnight oats. Uh-huh. <laughs> this well, that's horrendous. not what I made today. Uh, What'd you make? <laughs> I made steak fried rice. <gasps> it was uh, The last time I made fried rice was a few weeks ago, I think. And it was okay. It was definitely not my best effort. I think I tried to do too much, honestly, that time. There's, there's a mix. But the rice got a little overcooked slash like a little burnt when it was cooking mm-hmm. and that and that made it made some of the texture a little off at times mm. and i also just think i tried to do too much all at once I, I don't know i think i just used too many seasonings i did not restrain myself and what kind uh, of seasonings you put in fried rice um i mean I, I used a little too much soy sauce first of all Ooh, um mistake yep Sorry. And, and no, it, it, it frustrates me every time because every time I feel like, no, this is the right amount of soy sauce. I'm like, man, I really should have just started real slow. I always I always go too big too fast with soy sauce in fried rice. So mm-hmm. uh, so too much soy sauce. I probably didn't use too much oyster sauce. I don't think so. But that's another thing that I put in. Um, salt and pepper, sesame seeds. At the very end, some sesame oil. And whatever I happen to season the meat with. But this time I, I just showed a little more restraint. I went softer with soy sauce. Because you can always add it later. I actually, instead of putting butter in the pan before I put the rice in, I ended up right as I... Because f- oftentimes I use cold rice. Is what I've been told is technically better. But this time I was like, well, I, I didn't have that much time. So I didn't do that. I just took the rice straight off the burner put butter in it and then put it into the pan and proceeded i don't know I, it just it just worked well today and i was happy with it so that's what i had uh um luckily you were late otherwise i would have been eating as you called me ah so see it was planned that way <laughs> that's right and i'm probably going to finish the rest of it after we're done here <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah it was good fried rice is like my uh, my white whale of a, of a meal that I want to like perfect over time. Mm-hmm. So my dad's a sp- is spaghetti minus fried rice. Mm. Honestly, fried rice is a good one. Mm-hmm. What kind of rice do you use? I back in San Diego bought a five pound bag. If I think it was like the brand was gold. White Star, perfect or something. Yeah, and a big gold bag. Sounds generic, and that's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's just it's just super a huge amount of white rice. Like, do you know like is a short grain, long grain? I don't have the bag anymore. 
it might not even say. <laughs> okay. Because I think it's more of a, like, I don't know, what is jasmine rice typically? So jasmine is like a long grain. Okay. I feel like it's probably more long grain then. Mm-hmm. It probably is. That's my guess. Unless it, you were, like, looking for something short grain. Yeah. And also, it's, in particular, I no longer get, like, minute rice, which is what I used to always do. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, a, a 20 to 25 minute cooking rice, not a uh, five minute cooking rice. Yeah. So, and and the cooking, well, it's not quite as easy to remember as, as minute rice, which I think is one to one. This is, it's three to two water to rice, which I, it's easy to keep in mind. Okay. But yeah, so that's what I, I had. I think in San Diego, I went through one bag and bought another at some point and barely touched it. And I was over like the two plus years that I was there. Mm-hmm. But I also just eat, didn't eat rice that often unless I was making fried rice. Mm-hmm. So that, that bag of rice came here and it is now in a Tupperware in our cabinet. I buy that. Yep. Are we talking like... A single Tupperware that's holding all the rice, or mm-hmm. one big oh. Tupperware. Oh, daddy! Aaron got one of those huge sets of uh, kind of vacuum sealing, kind of uh, not. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if vacuum sealing is the correct term, but you know, with, with a nice rubber gasket situation, and yeah, it comes in. I think I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and it comes in sizes to like purposefully to accommodate things like. For this is the one for yeah. This is the one for flour and sugar and all that sort of stuff, and then also smaller ones for actual meal prep or smaller leftover kind of things. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, just give me a hot sec here. <laughs> just tell me if I'm on the right track at least. Ooh, that it is might not be pretty the brand, but... similar. Yeah, I think ours. It doesn't show a top-down view. What the heck? Can I see what the top looks like? Because I, I have, like, a not. generic brand of these. Okay, ours, it's not quite like that. Ours has, like, little clasps on the sides. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. like, clip it down as well, to as in, in addition to the, like, rubber gasket situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, it, it's basically that kind of a thing, except Aaron either got one really, really big set or <laughs> many smaller sets. I'm not actually mm-hmm. quite, I'm not actually sure, but yeah, that, that sort of stuff. So, okay. Cause that's like, that's something that her mom always did was have separate containers for pantry ingredients and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. My family does not do that. We just have Ziplocs full of, <laughs> they're not, they're not poured into Ziplocs, but Ziplocs that contain open bags of flour and sugar to help keep them kind of contained. That's fascinating. <laughs> that, that's our approach. <laughs> because so in my pantry the only things that i have in those style of like pantry containers or whatever is i have i keep flour and sugar in those Mm -hmm. but then anything else is stored some other way so i have i don't think i have anything in ziplocs anymore Mm -hmm. but the thing like with rice and stuff the thing that i'll do is i'll transfer it to like glass jars like pasta sauce jars or like mason jars or something and so, like, I'll keep a jar of, like, each type of rice that I keep around, or, like, a jar of lentils. And then, like, anything that doesn't fit in the jar goes, like, stays in the original bag and just, like, twist-tied the bejesus out of. Because mm-hmm. I got a whole bin of twist-ties. 
See, this is the other point that uh, this is something that I've been trying to get Aaron more on the train of is collecting twist ties. She does oh, not yes. twist tie things to the level that I prefer to because I I find them to be the superiorist mm. of uh, closing mechanisms for things like you know loaves of bread. Let's say yes. Oh, uh, what you, else are you, you closing a loaf pl- of bread with? Well, the like little dumb plastic clip that it comes with. Not, I'm not even sure if oh. clip is the right term. Yeah, you mean the garbage that they force you to buy with your bread? Yeah, exactly. But also things like bags of chips and stuff. I prefer twist tie. Aaron has a handful, a small handful of those like grocery store things. Like you probably buy them in the aisle hanging down uh, of the like clips. Yeah, like chip clips. Chip clips. Yes, Aaron has a few of those, but not, not enough for it to be something to rely on. Uh, and I just don't like them quite as much. I prefer twist ties. Really? How do you feel about, like, the, especially, like, chip bags, like, the metalized ones? I've never really had an issue with it. How do you feel about the, like, the, I don't know, like, throat that you build on the bag or, like, the the strangle? You You just twist it around a bunch and then you put a twist tie around it. Yeah, but then when you take the twist tie off, now the bag's all, like, sunk in and, like, there's no way to, like, bring it back out so you can, like, get your hand in easy. You're always, like, getting crap on your hand when you're reaching in the bag. Not that I'm, like, reaching in the bag to keep my hand clean or anything. I don't know. How do you put on a chip clip to avoid that? Because I do the... Basically, if I use a twist tie or a chip clip, because I didn't grow up with chip clips as well. I only grew up with twist ties slash rubber bands and a real pinch. Ooh. I would just twist it up like a twist tie. Like, I was about to use a twist tie, and then I'd put a chip clip over it instead. Oh, no, no, no. Baby. (laughs) Honey. Oh. Oh, sweet baby. Who hurt you? Is that what you do with chip clips? That's uh, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> we got to give a tutorial before I see you next time. Because uh, if you do that to any of my bags of chips, like we might need to skip well, a week. You can, you can give me a tutorial when I come visit. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, a folding situation. But also we just don't buy that many bags of chips. Like the only bag of chips that we have right now is a bag of Tostitos. But those are in a plastic bag, not a metallic one. Okay, I'm feeling attacked right now. <laughs> well, I, I know. I was waiting to be able to say that. <laughs> feeling attacked. <laughs> but yeah, I need to get, I need to do what my mom does. And, you know, when you're, well, I think this might be an issue with San Francisco. I, I need to double check, but I'm not even sure if they like offer twist ties in the same abundance in the produce aisle here as they do in Minnesota. Oh. Or the Midwest in I can general. I see that. I can see that. So. Yeah. That reminds so we me, don't I have that many. Wash my reusable produce bags. I was going to do that tonight. Mm. Eh, we'll see. About Maybe it'll be tomorrow night. Yeah, I had to wash a bunch of sheets last night. Actually, uh, here's a here's a fun little thing. I watched a horror movie for the first time in a while last night. Uh, I'm going to cut you off. Why? I think we should move on. Oh. Grant has brought Overboard by Chip. Dunham. Uh, we have a couple walking down a beach, and the man says, Pirates. The woman says, Yeah. And then we zoom out, and they are now kind of keeping their distance away from two pirates, both of them wielding swords, both of them with uh, fun hats on. And the, the man from the original couple kind of is is gesturing his hands out towards the pirates, saying, keep a wide, wide berth. And uh, 
The pirate in the blue shirt and curly hair says, It's nice to know we can still strike a little fear in people's hearts, huh, Nate? And then the larger pirate in an orange shirt and quite a bushy beard slash mustache situation says, Really? And then we go back to the original couple. The man looking at his arm says, Any fleas get on you? And then the woman also looking at her arm says, No, I'm pretty sure they can't jump that far. So can you tell what I want to talk about, Mark? Mm, pirates. Arr. No, I was going to talk about pests. Mm. No, I was actually going to ask you about fear, mm. uh, which is why I cut you off, because I assumed that there would be going to be some vague connection. So what was the story you wanted to tell me about? And then we can segue back into what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I was just, uh, while I was uh, doing laundry last night, I had, uh, I'll tell the uh, a middling version of length of the story. I was watching an LTT video, to be specific. And I they were horror. I did. Don't worry. I was watching an LTT video and in the LTT video they were talking about the tech setup to film some scenes in a movie. That, oh. that was very recently released. And that movie called Demonic is a horror slash kind of sci fi kind of movie. And so, without knowing anything else other than that, it was in this LTT video, and it was released two days ago, and then it was a dual release in theaters and for rent in some places. Mm -hmm. So, I rented it on Amazon. It was like $7 or something to rent on Amazon, so I was like, yeah, sure, cheaper than a movie ticket, that's for sure. Uh, And I watched it. That's my story. I I can talk more about the movie itself, but that's a story. It was a horror movie. Did you enjoy it? Eh, it was okay. Were you were you know. afraid ever? Uh, it was not that scary of a movie. There were jump scares. Like, there were parts that were like, okay. oh, this is certainly like a a scary thing that's happening. You know, like kind of jump scary kind of things. Mm-hmm. But you could kind of tell that the director was almost, slash writer, was almost certainly going for a more highbrow psychological horror that didn't connect at all it was really poorly done so really the only horror mm. things were like a cu- you know basically nightmares that happened a couple of sort of real life things that happened that were basically extended jump scares uh and all of those like pulled directly from other horror movies mm-hmm. like the way that this possessed person walked was exactly out of some other, I think maybe like The Grudge or something like that. I don't remember. I don't know my horror movies very well. I haven't seen many. Mm-hmm. But there are there were certain things that I was like, oh, you just stole that from this other horror movie. What the heck? Do something original. Mm-hmm. So, and then I read a review later and, and the reviews were very similar to my thoughts. So, so that's the dealio with it. Uh, do you want to hear the pitch of the movie though? I think you might get a kick out of it. Oh, hit me with it. Assuming you don't care about spoilers. <gasps> I'll act offended, but I don't actually care. Okay, so there's this girl. Well, she's she's a woman now, but I'm, I'm going to refer to her as a girl because it involves her and her mother. Uh, her mother went to jail when this girl was a kid uh, for burning down a church and poisoning some old people. Uh, up until this point, she had been a model citizen, uh, working in nursing homes and all that sort of stuff. And after a trip to some old sanatorium that they were hoping to open back up, she kind of turned crazy and killed a bunch of people and went to jail. And the daughter Pause. didn't. And the daughter never gave, forgave her. Hmm? What's a sanatorium mean? 
sanatorium is a building typically like associated with like tuberculosis where they would just put people to just oh. live there and eventually die so that they wouldn't infect other people okay i thought i was gonna feel stupid for asking that but i actually didn't know that at all no worries interesting so uh, and then we learn that this girl carly one of her childhood friends uh had been super convinced that what happened to Carly's mom was demonic possession, and he wouldn't let that go, and so he was eventually cut out of the friend circle. Now, they're all grown up, and this friend reaches back out, being like, hey, uh, I went to this weird clinical trial thing at some medical research company, and I saw your mom there. She was comatose. And so that gets, that you know, that, that intrigues Carly, and she gets a call from the medical research group being like, hey, come on in. We want your help with your mom. And uh, they have developed some technology to, uh, like, put you into a simulation that the uh, patient is hooked up to. You know, basically the patient is doing whatever's going on in their head. And you can enter and, like, join alongside them to try and talk to them. Okay. And the idea is, and the idea is to try to talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm good. Now I'm going to skip ahead. the The overriding plot of the story is this mom was in fact demon possessed. The people running the medical research company believe slash know this, and the reason they believe slash know this is that they are a kind of a black ops group of the Vatican that has been using technology to try to identify demonically possessed people. And then perform exorcisms later on. This uh, all culminates with Carly being given by one of the by one of the dying Black Ops people who got mauled to death by this demon uh, in their attempt to perform an exorcism. It, it didn't go very well. Hands her a, a holy lance that has been in the Vatican for thousands, hundreds of years or whatever, and it's like this is the only thing that can kill it. And then the demon eventually possesses her, which was the demon's whole goal. He had become kind of obsessed with, with Carly. And she ends up stabbing herself in the stomach to kill the demon, but then somehow survives that. And yeah, but the mom ends up dying. And almost everybody else ends up dying too. So that was the movie. <laughs> this is probably bad, but my only question is, why a holy lance? Why not the holy hand grenade? I know it was it was pretty rough. The holy hand grenade would would have potentially been easier because the lance, you know, once it falls out of your hand, then she had this whole fight for her will kind of thing. For said she'd been able to just pull the pl- pull the pin, you know, would have been fine. Job done. Yeah, mission accomplished, so, bro. Yep. So that was the movie that I watched last night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. So were there? It sounds like it was as you described. The only parts that really wherever scary were probably jump scares yeah it it was jump scares and like the demon its manifestation was definitely kind of creepy in its own way okay but yeah how do you react to jump scares um historically rather poorly okay and when i when i say historically i mean like my older sister would jump scare like just jump out of places anytime that she could to scare me Monster. And I and I reacted rather poorly, yes. uh, which is of course why she kept doing it. Nowadays, I think I'm much less susceptible, or in like like anyone, like you can get jump scared anytime, right? Uh, and, and in a movie, it'll happen, even if you know that it's happening. If you just want to enjoy 
the scene of a horror movie, you kind of can allow yourself to be like into it, right? And so during a stretch of time when I was watching this movie, when my clothes were in the dryer, so that was an hour uninterrupted, I kind of kept, you know, I paused it several times to go do something else. Uh, but there was this uninterrupted time where I was watching it and I was very much in the horror movie feel. And so, you know, I let the jump scares like get to me in the moment, but it's not like, it's not panicking. It's like, Ooh, like, yeah, I, I like felt something in me. Like you get the physical response to it. Mm hmm. Uh, but it's nothing that, like, sticks with me. I, I don't even particularly enjoy it, but I don't hate it like I used to. Or I'm not scared of it like I used to be. Okay. So. Okay. Yep. Do you think that you react better to jump scares or, like, I don't know, what whatever the opposite of jump scares are? Like, sustained terror or, like, sustained impending doom or, I don't know existential dread <laughs> so uh, are we sticking in the realms of like movies uh no we can uh, we can delve into because, real because the distinction that i want to make is like i remember the last time i was ever in a like an actual scary type of situation was like it was probably senior year of high school like it was my first year dating Aaron, i think and i went with her church group to a haunted house situation haunted house haunted trail ride kind of thing oh, tractor ride nope Nope. And sure enough, like the tractor ride was pretty scary. I still wasn't really at the point that I liked that stuff. I still don't think I would. You know, right now sitting here, it's like, I feel like I'm old enough that I could handle it. But in reality, I probably want to do well. And I flat out refused to do the haunted house uh, after the trailer or after the tractor ride. I was not having it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's something like being in person is way different than, like, the safety of my home watching something that's scary. Mm-hmm. Because the worst that it can do with you is, like, stick in your brain. And for some people, that's a big thing. Some people are really don't respond well to horror movies because it, like, sticks in their brain to an unreasonable amount, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so jump scares are, like, easier for me on the screen in that way. But I enjoy suspense movies. Like I don't, I don't like horror movies in like the typically currently understood way of, you know, body horror and gore and whatever mm-hmm. else. But mm-hmm. like suspense or psychological thrillers, like have you ever seen Seven? I haven't. Okay. Sadly. Well, I was gonna use that as an example, or like Silence of the Lambs. Have you seen that? Should we stop naming movies now? Okay. Well, there are several movies that I would that are typically considered like suspense or thriller. Yeah. You know, like like the the uh, it's the promise of something without it being supernatural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like some person is just being real awful, but they might even have a motive, or they're just screwed up. You know, maybe they're a psychopath, but in either case. I like that a lot more than I like supernatural horror. Mm-hmm. But in person, luckily I've never been in a position where I have to deal with sustained suspense and or psychological dread or existential dread except by watching a movie or reading a book or something. Uh, but in person, uh, jump scares, don't like them. But also don't think that I'm quite as susceptible to them as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What about, like, I don't know, like, you wake up in the middle of the night and you find yourself, like, in the middle of an inferno. Just, like, like, that'd be scary, wouldn't it? Or would you not feel fear? Because, like, 
other no, reasons. No, I'm sure I would be. I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I like there's a lot of variables there that I think would affect my approach. Let's say. Okay. Um, but I mean, uh, at that point, it would be uh, the fear and panic. Hopefully, that drives self-preservation, mm-hmm. and not shock. At least, not right away. Yeah. But that's, I think, you know, especially, I think men are trained to believe that they would respond that way. And I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've been very lucky to never be in a situation that is as dire as that. Uh, not, not even close. So I don't know how I would respond. Uh, like, I know that, for example, when I was, like, boogie boarding in San Diego... Every once in a while, you get, like, you totally mistime something. You get slammed to the bottom by a wave. And uh, it just kind of discombobulates you. Mm-hmm. And my brain very quickly tells me how awful it's going to be that I'm that I'm about to drown now. Ooh. Like, like, I do not. And part of that is specifically, like, I know that I'm not a super good swimmer. Uh, it's not like, like, I enjoy being in the water, but I don't enjoy being out deep or or not being not feeling very safe in the water yeah and so like that's a specific situation that i know that despite my knowledge of it's incredibly unlikely that anything weird is going to happen that i would be like conscious for while just like essentially switching between knee high and shoulder high water while boogie boarding Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm gonna be safe But my brain, one part of my brain very quickly overtakes me when I get a bit discombobulated underwater because I got hit by a wave just wrong and I freak out for half a second and then I, and then I recover and I'm fine, you know, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what fire would do to me, you know, if all my lessons growing up about everything to do in a fire would stick with me or if I would be one of the stupid people who is super committed to trying to bring stuff with me or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. That's what we're here for. Good questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just hoping I don't, uh, you know, if I wake up in the middle of an inferno, a lot of things have gone wrong to get me to that point. <laughs> yeah. Like I live in an apartment complex with all of the fancy sprinkler systems and stuff, not even just a smoke alarm. Yeah. So a, a lot would be going wrong at that point. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I'd rather... No, I'm not going to say I'd rather. Uh, I don't want to tempt fate. But mm. I was thinking of that versus um, the parent trap situation where they, like, put an air mattress out into the middle of a lake while the person's sleeping. Yo! <laughs> like, yeah. if I woke up there, and if I panicked, like, right away enough to fall in the water, I would be not happy at all. Like that's yeah. a that's a not very good scenario for me. Mm-hmm. So especially with all those warnings that you know an air mattress is not can't be used as a flotation device. Blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but fire would actually be worse. So. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't swim my way out of a fire. So at least you shouldn't try. It's probably a bad idea. No, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like in static static water, like I can. You know, I can propel myself in water. Like, I would ultimately be fine, I think, mm-hmm. uh, dep- depending on the distance, of course. But but it's more like if it were anything turbulent or underwater is mm-hmm. where I would start getting really freaked out. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I totally agree. Speaking of things that really freak me out. Hmm. Happy to oh, read a comic? I was just going to... Come on. It's going to segue so smoothly. We got Underpants and Overbites by Jackie E. Davis. So in this comic, we have How I Wish I Could Leave a Conversation. Cuts quickly to a a uh, suburban yard. Somebody droning on and on, holding a presumably either ketchup bottle or adult beverage in their hand, gesturing emphatically towards the person with whom they're talking. And the person that they're talking to uh, is sneakily stepping on a red button. Boop! Suddenly, the ground beneath them springs forth, literally attached to a spring, boinging them into a another reality as they exclaim, See ya! Nice. Got him. Got him, indeed. Is this how you feel, Mark? Uh, no. But what I did want to ask, and I want to keep this kind of brief given our time. Yes. But I did want to ask, were you to design your own house or living situation, what idiosyncratic things would you like to add to it? Hmm. Um idiosyncratic things would I add to it? Um, like, I know you're asking about, like, weird little things, but if I'm mm-hmm. building a house, like, there's definitely going to be a workshop. That's mm-hmm. not idiosyncratic, though, I don't feel like. Not really, but there are aspects of the workshop that could be. Um, there's going to be... Jeez, I'm building a house. What I'm... Like, I know I've thought about these things. I just got to, like, pull them back in. Um... This is something I've never thought about before, but for some reason just popped into my head of, like, wherever you have, like, a TV or, like, theater room or whatever you're going to call it, like, having, like, retractable, not stadium seating, but, like, tiered seating of some sort. Like, if I'm building a house and got, like, no budget restrictions here, that would certainly be something. Um, Oh, baller shower. Like destroy mother earth all the water coming through the system shower like install a bigger pipe from the source from the city water so i could have enough water for this shower type shower yeah like i want to feel like i'm in a rainstorm and i'm about to drown type of shower you want to get a notification from your utilities provider (laughs) yeah like yo we think someone's got like a some sort of like Someone broken. put off a fire extinguisher right by you. Yeah, or, like, someone's trying to, like, steal your water for, like, some underground, like, illegal operation. Something going on. Like, I I want a powerful shower. Not powerful, but, like, large volume shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, ceiling tiles with just, like water coming out of them not like ceiling tiles but like you know like the the ceiling is the shower head that'd be cool mm-hmm. other things sorry i got really into that for a sec there oh it's fine i didn't know i had that kind of passion for <laughs> like i knew that i cared about my shower heads but like i didn't know i had that kind of passion for that type of shower head something just welled up within me i guess i guess because i talk with you weekly i would want like a dedicated like podcasting space of some sort Mm -hmm. ooh 
in some sort of like kitcheny bar area, I would want one of those like upside down glass sprayer outer thingies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like a bar has? Yeah, where you like flip the glass upside down, yeah. press it on a little thing, and it's like a pressure activated thing where it just like shoots a jet of water into the cup and it drains out. Yeah, I got you. I've always wanted one of those. And, like I've drawn up plans and like priced out equipment to like build one myself, but I've never done it. I've always <laughs> wanted one so bad. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. You got any quick idiosyncratic things? Uh, my my particular thing that I've always said is I would want an office where I have floor to ceiling bookshelves on at least two of the walls, and the doorway in is just a huge sliding chalkboard. Ooh. That's what I would like. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm.